welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to talk about your next hire. And to have that conversation, I've invited my good friend, Lisa McDonald, to join me. Lisa is a certified mastermind coach. She's a career coach, a certified NLP practitioner. And right about now, I think you're wondering, why is she going to talk to me as a business owner? I'm not looking for a job. No, but you are looking for an employee. And as Lisa likes to say, she's probably talking to that employee. And so she actually works on both sides of the equation, working with employers and employees. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lorraine. I appreciate you having me. I'm so excited because I think that one of the most important pieces of marketing that you produce are the job descriptions. And I think that's something that companies mess up a little bit. What do you think? I think you're being very generous (laughs) in saying that they mess up a little bit. Um, I think there's probably 10 original job descriptions or job postings out there, and they've just been recycled over and over ad nauseum. So I think this is where the beginning of the difficulty finding quality candidates, this is where it starts. It starts because you've copied a job description from somebody else? Isn't that easy? It's easy. Um, It's also easy when you don't really know what the job is so that you create a bucket list. It's, It's kind of like for people of a certain age range, they'll understand this. It's the JCPenney wish list mm-hmm. from the Christmas book. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not going to find a candidate that has all of those things at the salary you're wanting to pay. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's trying to find the purple squirrel for peanuts. <laughs> okay. So number one, I have to get my head around the idea that the unicorn or the purple squirrel doesn't exist. And I've embraced that. Now, what do I need to do next to get a good job description that will attract the kind of people I actually want to hire? The first thing I'd recommend is to throw out what you have. Because it is not in line with what you're doing. And and I'll tell you, one of the things that I think people are very surprised at is I am probably coaching your ideal candidate not to reach out to you because the way the job description is written. Wow. Okay. I'm not sure that I like you right about now. (laughs) There's many that don't, I'm sure. Sorry, but it's your own fault. Uh, So think about it from the candidate's perspective. When I work with somebody and we're creating their career story, their personal brand, the one thing we always say is right to where you want to go. Think about who you are authentically, what you bring to the table, and who you want to work with in a role in a company, and right towards that. The company needs to do the same thing. Who do you want on your team? What do you need from them? Who do you want to work with and right towards them? Interesting. Interesting. One of the most effective, I think, job listings we ever had when I ran the agency actually it read more like an ad than a job description. Mm-hmm. Are you looking for a great first job? Do you have the enthusiasm and the skills and you're looking to put them into practice? And we had some candidates come to us that really appreciated that perspective. 
And I think that something that you just mentioned is, is also very critical because the vibe that you have, your culture and your vibe, this is where you could get away with saying those type of things and using those words that really resonated with who you were as a company mm-hmm. and what would be a good fit for you culture-wise and then also value-wise. Mm-hmm. So this is another thing is that just as though a candidate needs to reuse words that resonate with them so that when you read that about them, you form an image of them in your mind and that's mm-hmm. going to match with who they are that shows up. Same thing we're doing when we read about a company. And I think the two extremes right now are people try to be too hip and to, you know, we're a cool company or they're again, using those really outdated ones. So it's very cold and very uninviting. So this is where you need to mirror the words that you use when you speak to your team. That's such a good point. This is where a great job description overlaps with great marketing because you think about the words that you're going to put on your website. You don't copy a company description from another company, not if you're smart. Right. You're telling your story. Right. So you you are marketing. Yeah. You know, you're wanting somebody to buy into coming to work for you. Mm Mm-hmm. So it is marketing. Absolutely. Just like candidates are in sales. As a leader, you're always in sales. As an employee, no matter what level you are, you are always in sales. Well, guess what? So is the other side of the table. Okay. I've worked on the job description. It reads more like what it would be like to work for the company, what we're looking for, the kind of people we are, the kind of people we want you to be, and you have applied. And now you show up in my office and the whole interview goes sideways <laughs> and it's not the candidate's fault. No, no. And again, when you're the first step is writing the job description. And one of the things that when you're writing the job description, there's three questions you need to ask. What is the bottom line purpose of this job? What does a candidate have to do to achieve that or those And then three, how do they prove they're good at it? That's going to help you write that job description. But guess what? That's also going to drive your interview because many, many interviews are either a check in the box. I've asked this, tell me about a time when, what, how many ping pong balls would it take to fill up a car? You know, just these (laughs) ridiculous questions or questions that do not even are not relevant to the job. Um, On the other extreme, People will ask, hey, we're having this problem in our company. How would you solve it? You don't use an interview to get new ideas for your company. So the first thing is know what the job is. Know how they can prove to you that they're good at it. Then have a conversation around that. Stop interrogating and start talking and listening. So as you're working with clients and you're trying to help them find their ideal job with their ideal company, what are some of the things that you tell them to watch out for? I tell them to always listen to their instincts. When they're reading a description, what does it feel like to you? Because we have, we have instincts. We have that gut feeling. If you read something and go, mm, it just, it sounds cold. You're not going to be happy. It's just like if a hiring manager or recruiter reads your LinkedIn and you stay sound standoffish, 
why would they want to reach out to you? You're not inviting that conversation. So the first thing I say is always listen to your instincts. The second is, are they emphasizing the wrong things? So often I see an over-reliance or dependency on an education level mm-hmm. when the skills aren't necessarily due to an education. And I'm not knocking any certifications or qualifications. Realize that years of experience and proven experience is as good as an education, if not better at times. So this is why it's important to know what the job is and how do you prove it so that when you have that candidate and they can say, this is a similar situation here, let me walk you through it. That's going to give you proof. A lot of times I've heard the expression transferable skills Mm -hmm. and recognizing as an employer, what are the skills? Like you said, how do they prove it? And it's not, oh, I took this course, but it's, oh, I've done this thing or I know how to do this. Yes. The other thing too is you're not, and there's some positions that you're not going to get somebody with a lot of experience at the level that you need. You need somebody, like you said, with your example, Mm -hmm. we're looking for entry, we're looking for more beginner. So knowing how to identify potential. Mm -hmm. And this is where exactly what you just said, you want to take what, how you prove it and what they're doing, take a step back and recognize what skills do they need to do or to master to be able to do those things. So maybe they haven't managed a project before, but what do they need to have to be able to do so? And can they prove those skills where you know they're ready and can take on that assignment? Fantastic. Lisa, as always, I love hanging out with you. I love hanging out with you too. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. We're going to have a link in the show notes to your website, where people can learn more about the services you provide both to companies and individuals so they can see how you operate on both sides of the fence. And if you've enjoyed today's conversation and want to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out our toolbox. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.